Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host, and today I'm joined by Robert Brown. Robert is an experienced executive and the CEO of a SaaS company named Alumo. Alumo is focused on helping organizations get real-time human sentiment data and insights to help drive decision-making. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how we can use data and insights to take better care of our employees. We're going to also discuss the following key takeaways. Number one, the experience that we give to our people is often the same type of experience they give to our customers. In other words, if we want to have success as an organization, we have to take good care of our people. And then our people will take good care of our customers, and then our customers will take good care of us. It's this this cycle that starts with us as business owners taking really good care of our people first. Number two, in order for our businesses to survive, scale, and succeed, we should create systems. Number three, to improve the employee experience, we should ask questions, analyze data, follow up, and then take action. Thank you so much for joining us today, Robert. Thank you, Nathan. Excited to be here and pleasure to be on your show. Can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? Well, I'm super passionate about people and trying to create workplace experiences that people want to be part of. Um, you know, man, organizations are struggling, especially with all the things going on, the great resignation. You know, every company I talk to is struggling to attract and retain talent and to, in order to grow their organizations, you've got to have top talent. But organizations are just struggling with this and looking for answers about, well, what do we do and how do we solve this problem? And that's what I'm super passionate about is helping organizations to identify the actions to take to move that needle, right? And I love that statement. It's one of my favorites is that you can't move the needle if you don't have a needle. And what I've seen is that most organizations, while they have all kinds of amazing financial metrics, I have a firm belief that it's your people's mindsets and beliefs that drive how they think and feel. And what they think and feel drives their behaviors or the things that they do. And what they do creates your business results. So if you want better business results, we need to understand the mindsets and beliefs of your people. Align those to your organizational objectives. And that's the biggest struggle is that people literally don't have a way to actively quantify and measure their people and culture. And it's crazy that organizations have not done this. You know, I, all, for many, many years, what I always heard was, oh, yeah, you can't measure that. That's just those are intangibles. That's soft stuff. You can't measure that stuff. Yeah. Well, we called BS to that. So we figured out a way to measure it in live real time, because the other thing is. You don't need data from six months ago, 12 months ago. The world moves way too fast for that nowadays. You need live, real-time sentiment, and that's so. Anyways, obviously, I'm very passionate about this and super excited to talk about it today. Okay, so let me restate, make sure I understand. You're saying that I need real-time data about my people so that I know how to take really good care of my people, and then as a result, my people are going to take really good care of my customers. Absolutely. You know, study after study has shown that the experience that you deliver to your people 
is the exact experience that they turn around and give or give to your customers and clients. So if you want to improve your customer success and, and all of those components of your business, you've got to focus on the experience that your people are having. And, you know, people have called it, you know, engagement. You, you can call it lots of different things. But ultimately, what we're looking for as an organization is to have our people want to be part of the organization. We want them to give freely of their discretionary effort, right? Not just do their jobs. Getting people to come to work and do their jobs and do them effectively is certainly kind of like step one, right? That's phase one. But in order to really be effective, you look at the most successful organizations in the world. Well, they don't have people that just, oh yeah, this is just another job for me. It's that people want to be part of that organization. They want to be part of what's happening. They want to be part of the culture. They want to be part because they believe in the products and services or the mission and the vision or the purpose of that organization. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for people to want to come to your organization and be part of what you've built there. And that can be across any type of different organization. People think, oh, well, that's only if we're Apple or if we're this type of company or that type of company or a tech company. No, that's not true. You can build that same experience within any organization. But knowing what to do and how to do it is the most difficult part. And so that's what we really help organizations to identify is, well, what actions matter most? What things should we be doing? How should we be doing this? Well, Right now, when it comes to HR and people leaders, a lot of times, unfortunately, we're just making guesses. We're throwing darts at a board. Well, hey, you know, people are leaving the organization. Well, what should we do? Well, let's throw some more pay at it. Hey, how about a hiring bonus to try to get people? Let's throw that dart. Well, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this, right? Sometimes you hit the dartboard by doing that. But what we really need is to provide insight and access to data that tells us what are the right moves that we should make as an organization. And that's where I'm, we're just thrilled to be helping organizations to navigate this because there's pretty crazy times at the moment and organizations are really struggling with these problems. Can you share with us a home run or success story that you've had in the human analytics space so far? Yeah. You know, in fact, I, we just filmed a, a testimonial and this really goes to just kind of how the whole systematic process works. So I've always found that in business, in order for things to survive, right, or to maintain, then, and frankly, this is maybe one of my greatest failures early on that hopefully I've now tried to transition into a strength, is that I always had lots of ideas of ways that we could do things within the different organizations I've run. But oftentimes I was, you know, I was that guy that would come in and, hey, here's the new idea for the month, would get all excited about it, would do a few things. And then next month, here was the next new idea. And we're focusing on that. And whatever we had worked on the month before would pretty much just fail right off. And so I learned um, through that whole experience that in order for things to be effective in an organization, they have to be deployed in a systematic way. Right. One that is going to not only deploy it, but then maintain it and how we're going to measure it and, see, you know, all of those different components. So that's where I wanted to look at, well, how do we systemize, systematize 
gathering insight and feedback from people because, you know, the normal process that most organizations use to try to get insight is through that traditional survey process. And for many, many years, the accepted best practice was an annual survey. You know, hey, let's do an annual survey once a year. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, if you really think at what that does is it says, hey, once a year, we care about what our people think and feel. But realistically, most of the time we actually don't, because even though we gather the insight, there's in most organizations, they didn't have an effective way to deploy that. And so I, in most cases, like my brother-in-law over, you know, I was talking to him a few weeks ago. He's like, oh yeah, my company just did our annual survey and I can't even get people to fill it out anymore. And I says, why, why do, why do people feel that way? And he says, well, because we keep saying the same things, telling them what the issues are, but nothing ever happens or changes. And so when you don't see anything, well, then frankly, it's actually a, more of a negative. I wish they wouldn't even do them because what they become in that organization is a disengagement survey because we're saying by releasing that, hey, we want to listen in here and then we're going to take your feedback and we're going to do something about it. But when you don't, then it becomes the disengagement survey. Yeah, you lose the credibility. And so we're actually disengaging our employees by performing those because we've, we're getting an expectation of change and delivering the status quo. So that's why the traditional process had to be just blown up. And, and this periodic, even like you know, some companies have started doing them more often, well, hey, let's do it every six months or let's do little pulse surveys once a quarter or that type of thing. But they're still disparate and they're not, they're not connected in a systematic way to gather feedback, listen, engage in conversations to make sure we understand it, take action based on that, and then follow up and see if our actions actually worked and then close the loop or say, hey, no, they didn't work. Let's modify and try again, right? And so we call it our illumination cycle where we help organizations to do that in a live, active, systematic way of gathering feedback in real time. And that's really been the magic, I would say, of the whole platform is that we systematized it. We help organizations to now put it in place where, you know, it, I share with organizations when they first meet with us every time is that, well, you know, man, if, if we're going to be doing this and gathering feedback consistently from our people, well, won't they get tired of responding? And I always say, well, that just depends. And what it depends on is you and if we take actions. Because we're no different than anything else that if you ask, gather all this insight in real time, and then we don't do anything about it, well, then, of course, people will stop responding because that's the number one key. But if we can show. But on the other hand, if we ask for the data and get the feedback and then take action and they see the biggest problems they're having improve, they're absolutely going to want to give us feedback the next time. That's exactly right. And what we see is that some of our clients that are really good at doing that, um, my proof that I share with them and I log in and just show them live in the platform, well, look at this organization. They're one of the best at taking action and taking feedback. And over the last year of being on the platform, look at their participation rate. And the last time I looked at it, it was 94%. So 94% of their people are actively 
engaging because we engage with your people on a weekly basis. We ask them about the experience they're having with your organization every single week about some different aspect of it. And yeah, people can feel like, well, oh man, that's a lot. But guess what? If it's valuable, your people want to provide the feedback. They want the same thing as you. I want my experience at my organization to be a good one. I want to love where I work. And if you let me share with you what's working and what's not, then just like an, another, we've been filming testimonials. So another one, you know, uh, a CHRO at a location, she said, you know, it's like you're spoon feeding me every single day and you're just giving me the insight I need. And it's kind of like cheating because I don't even have to guess of what to do anymore. Now everybody's helping by simply providing the feedback and I understand what's going on. So anyway, so I, sorry, you got to pull me back every so often because I get a little excited about all of this, but that's the power of gathering real-time feedback in a systematic way. And if you can attach feedback to action, that's the, that's the catalyst for driving amazing insight. Now you've created an organization where people want to provide feedback. They feel engaged. You know, we talk engagement all the time like it's something that we do, but engagement means that it's us and our people working together to solve problems. So if you haven't designed a systematic process that that's what you've designed into the process, that collaborative, co-creative process, well, then you're not creating engagement, you're just delivering surveys. You know, we need to engage people in those actions. So anyways. Can you give me an idea of what kind of data you are gathering? What kind of questions you're asking in this sentiment analytics? Yeah. So let me share kind of how we start the process. So the first thing we need to do is we need to identify what we call, technically it's called the dependent variable, right? It's how are we going to measure engagement and identify that. And so what we've come up with is a multi-dimensional engagement index. And what it really measures is I want to know how your people think, how they feel. Are they emotionally connected to your organization? And so we ask a series of five questions that create that overall dependent variable. That's our engagement index. At the same time, when we launch the platform, we ask our core 10 drivers of that engagement. So we've identified that there are 10 things that are most important to an organization in driving that overall engagement. And then there's flexibility because each organization is slightly different and different focuses. So they can add additional drivers that we can measure. But bottom line, so we launch an initial assessment. And we, the other the thing that we do that's really unique is we do everything if possible, via text. We can run through Slack or through email or through a lot of different ways, but what we've seen is that people just respond really quickly to a text, right? And so we primarily do it through text, no app. Uh, we intentionally didn't build an app because that's a hassle for people to download, manage. Nobody needs something else to monitor or maintain or have their company tell them, hey, you've got to go do this. So we literally just send a text like any other text that you would receive asking a simple question. So the first time we launched that set of larger questions, because what we need is an immediate baseline 
We want to establish that overall engagement throughout the organization. And we want to pinpoint for you literally within 72 hours statistically because, you know, we're a human sentiment analytics company. So we take our data very seriously. And what we do then is we take those answers and all the insight that we gather and immediately we run regression analysis. We run correlations, partial correlations, subpartial correlations. We can literally pinpoint this. It just blows my mind. It's, it's the funnest part is when we first launch an organization. Because in 72 hours I can later, I can sit down with them and pinpoint for them, okay, here's exactly where you are by team, by location, by department, by whatever demographic. Here's exactly what's happening in your organization. And here are the drivers of that engagement. And here are the two or three places that you are just crushing it. You guys are doing amazing. Keep doing those same exact things. And then here are the two or three places that we need to focus your efforts because those things statistically, and the data is phenomenal. It literally just pinpoints for us, where do we need to focus our efforts and what matters most to drive that overall engagement to our people? It, it, it just blows my mind. Every time I see it, it's just phenomenal because their eyes just light up like, like man, in 72 hours, you can actually tell me exactly where to focus our efforts. And, you know, like so many organizations right now are planning for the next year. Well, what matters most? And, and again, a lot of times we're just throwing darts because we just don't have the data and the insight. We think, well, hey, I talked to this person. I got some feedback from them. And so that obviously then just my little bubble creates what I think is most important within the organization. But typically in most organizations, leadership that's making those decisions is pretty disconnected from the actual front lines and what's really happening. And they get this filtered effect. Well, we deliver frontline direct access to feedback and sentiment and understanding and statistically pinpoint within 72 hours, exactly where to focus your efforts. I love the point that you made about text performing the best for you. We've been trying a text-based a text -based system for identifying the level 10 passions and doing the five whys exercise. And we've been shocked how well that has worked. So that, that's impressive that, that you're, you've been that far ahead and you're getting it to work that way. It seems like a lot of the other tools that way are not via text. They're their uh, web-based surveys. How do you differ from the different com surveying companies that are that are out there? What makes uh, what sets Alumo apart? Yeah, so our magic sauce is a couple things. One, you know, just in in delivery, um, the majority. It's strange to me that you see these massive organizations and they typically still operate almost exclusively through email. So. And then if they don't, then they built apps where, hey, now you've got to try to get, it's so difficult to get your people to try to log into something and manage some new product or something like that because they're like, well, what's the benefit to me, right? So when we made it this way, I, I, literally we had all kinds of arguments. Our engineers, of course, wanted to design. We're a software company. They wanted to design an app and hey, here's all the things that we could do better. But what it really came down to, well, what's most important is the experience that 
these organizations, their people are having? And is it super quick, super easy for them? And I don't have to even think about it. And so that's why we did it this way is because we get such high participation rates and immediate data that's coming in based on that. But here's the real magic that we found. And we also had to make a pretty serious decision here too, because the magic we found is that, you know, getting to the data that quickly is phenomenal. And literally we're the only organization that measures human sentiment in that way and can deliver within, and I say 72 hours, but frankly, the majority of people respond within the first 24 hours, of course, to their texts. And so typically within 24 hours, we literally can pinpoint these different things for an organization. But the data is only the first part of the story, right? Knowing, hey, we're really struggling. For example, some of the things that people are struggling with is, hey, attracting and retaining talent. Or organizations are struggling to try to figure out, well, what efforts or what should we be doing when it comes to DE&I? You know, where, where, what should we be doing? Just throw a training at it? Or, you know, what are we going to do? And what is DEI? Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So a lot of organizations are figuring, trying to figure out, well, we know we need to make changes here, but is it just in hiring practices or is it just in this or that? Well, what is it and what should we be doing? And, and unfortunately, again, what they're doing is a lot of, hey, well, I think this would work or I think this is what I've seen other companies do or best practices. But what you really need is you're trying to get your people in your organization aligned with what you are doing as an organization, and you need to be that have them be on board with the actions and the steps you're taking. So not involving them in that process sets you up for failure. If you're not asking your people and engaging them for feedback and what actions should be taken or their feedback on the actions you are taking, then you're missing the whole boat. And so that's what organizations, that's what how we help them. But the magic sauce, and I'm trying to get to this, <laughs> is that what we recognize was is that, again, the data is critical. We have to know where to pinpoint and where to look and where to focus. We need that insight. But now what becomes the most important thing? Before I can just go take actions based on that, I have to know the why behind the numbers. And that's what Aluma does better than any organization any of our competitors or other you know, tools that may be out there is we deliver the why behind the numbers. And we learned that the best way to do this, we tried it using AI, but what we learned was is that the best way to talk to humans is with other humans. And that in order for me to understand you, Nathan, and the experience that you're having at your organization, we actually need to have a conversation. And so we created conversations at scale where we literally have humans talk, our humans at Alumo talk with your humans at your organization through that text. So for example, we may ask a question of, hey, how would you rate the experience on a scale of one to five? How would you rate the experience that you're having with your manager? And if they rate it as a five, we may respond with something that says, you know, that's awesome. We're so glad to hear you're having a great experience. What actions or behaviors are you seeing from your manager that helps you to feel this way? 
And what we do is we follow up to that rating because the ratings help us get the metrics that identify the numbers, right? But now what we need is the why behind that. Why are you having such a great experience with your manager so that we can help reinforce and do more of those things? Or if they gave a one, you know, hey, I'm having a terrible experience. Well, we're sorry to hear that. What is contributing that? What is the experience? Can you share with us some of the experiences that you're having that help you or are causing you to feel that way, right? So we literally have humans because, again, we tried it with AI, but it doesn't work. Because if I know I'm just talking to a bot on the other end, I'm not going to spend time and share with you my personal thoughts and insights about what is really going on at my organization. But we have human-to-human conversations where our people literally engage with your people to ask them follow-up and to dive deeper, right? Those clarifying questions. Because the data, again, is key and it's a great first start to pinpoint those things. And, and I don't want to lessen the, how important that is, but that is literally just the first step. Because if you don't know why people feel that way, then you're in no position to actually know and identify the actions that you need to take. And that's where these conversations are so critical. You would not believe, like there was one this weekend that came in where the individual wrote a small novel. Literally, I bet it was two or three pages of insight. And they did it because, you know, and I saw the reactions from the organization saying, wow, what an amazing, you know, feedback that we're receiving in the platform in Alumo because what they really passionate, right? They're like, and yes, they had some positive things to say and some critical things to say, but they had ideas and thoughts about how to address those things of exactly what was going on. And this organization, I, I talked to the head of um, their chief people officer there, and she was just blown away with the level of insight that we were able to give because, again, we're now able to follow up to that comment and ask follow-up questions and dive even deeper. And that person can share their comments anonymously, right? They, Yeah, 100%. They're 100% anonymous. And what that person feels, you know, think if you're on the other end of that. For the first time, yeah, you, your company asks you for some feedback, but they actually responded to you. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel listened to. I feel like somebody heard me. I feel like they care about me because they're actually paying attention to what I'm saying. And then if now we can take those things that we ha that happen automatically by us engaging and then work with the organization, we have strategic analytics advisors that then work with them to say, hey, based on what we're seeing the data and what we're hearing in the feedback, here are some ideas and some suggested recommended actions. Now let's take those. Because I think it was OC Tanner, I saw some amazing statistics from them that showed that the key to feedback and action is a 30-day cycle. You literally, the ultimate benefit that you can get comes from gathering feedback and identifying actions within 30 days. And that's what's totally amazing about the platform is that's what we enable. We give you the data, we give you the insight, and it's, it's amazingly simplistic 
for organizations to take quick and easy actions on these things. Thank you so much, Robert, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Robert, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his websites, alumo.com and humanexperienceshow.com. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success as you strive to take great care of your employees. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.